Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It is Tuesday, July 12th, 537 a.m. Central Time. As I speak here, December corn futures down nine and a half cents at 619 and a half. November soybeans down 20 and a half at 1384 and a half. September Chicago wheat down 15 cents at 841 and a half. September Kansas City wheat down 14 and a half at nine dollars and three quarters. September spring wheat down 16 and a half cents at 947 and a quarter. If you guys are listening on the podcast, appreciate it. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, make sure you subscribe to the channel. We're getting very close to 6,000 subscribers. I think we can get there this week. Uh, make sure you hit the like button. Leave me a comment. Give me a crop update. Let me know what's going on in your neighborhood. If you'd like some additional information from me, go to my website, www.standardgrain.com. Check out my premium subscription service today, guys. I send my premium subscribers a ton of information direct from me every single business day. My morning email has been going out about 5.30 a.m. Central Time. In that email, you'll see every overnight headline you need to be aware of, all my grain marketing recommendations, lots of weather info, uh, weather maps, uh, charts, graphics. My daily subscriber-only videos are part of this deal. Yesterday, I did a video regarding crop scare events, my general thoughts, some general guidelines regarding crop scare events that we often see this time of year. If you guys are interested in this sort of content, sign up today. It's 50 bucks a month. You can cancel at any time. No other fee, no other obligation. Nobody will try to sell you anything else, I promise. So we had a nasty setback in the grain markets yesterday following a very strong open on Sunday night and a very strong trade into Monday morning. The corn market finished barely higher. Soybeans well off the highs. The wheat market came back and finished the day lower yesterday after um, a big rally initially. We saw a little bit of a shift in the weather forecast at midday yesterday. Now, the government map is what's on my screen here. This is total expected uh, accumulation over the next seven days, and it still looks pretty darn dry. There's really not much here, maybe a little bit more for the eastern corn belt, but no big sweeping system, no big accumulation uh, being expected here, at least in terms of the government map. You look at the government 6 to 10 and 8 to 14 day maps, and they don't really look any better. Um, still calling for below normal rainfall for the vast majority of the Corn Belt, maybe more near normal for some eastern areas. But this still is, is hinting toward uh, more of a dry type deal. What happened at midday yesterday was that the GFS model in particular turned a little bit wetter for parts of Iowa, Illinois especially, and then areas further east, Indiana, Ohio, uh, the Mid-South, the, the Southeast, places like that. So you did see a shift in the weather forecast. Uh, the Euro shifted a little bit wetter yesterday afternoon, uh, not as wet as the GFS. In both instances, now we've got some conflict in the models here, as we always do. Uh, it's notable to me that a lot of the Western Corn Belt is still dry, even with this slightly wetter forecast. Uh, the plains from North Dakota all the way down to Texas, South Dakota, Nebraska, Kansas, Oklahoma still very dry, even out through the extended period. So this is not a perfect forecast. Uh, what we're seeing here is just run-of-the-mill uh, weather volatility. We're in a new crop corn market that's trading you know, $6 plus. It's mid-July. We've got a weather market on our hands. You're going to see this sort of volatility continue here, I think. And uh, keep in mind, guys, the corn market still hasn't closed lower. We finished higher yesterday despite a big uh, sell-off from the daily highs. But if we were to close lower today, it would be, I believe, the first time in five sessions for December corn. So uh, the verdict is still out on this deal. Yeah, we saw kind of a nasty reversal to the downside yesterday, but we still 
still closed higher or lower this morning. Is that where we end up? Uh, I don't know. You know, if they shift the forecast back drier later today, uh, we've got a USDA report at 11 a.m. Central. If any of that stuff is friendly, you could very well come back and continue this uh, crop scare event. Uh, if the forecast continues to look a little bit wetter, uh, the crop scare event may very well be over. Maybe it lasted three or four days and that was it. So a lot of unknowns here and we'll continue to trade weather, I think, moving forward. The U.S. dollar index trades fresh 20-year highs this morning. The euro is near par versus the dollar for the first time since 2002. The euro is the most heavily weighted currency in the most well-followed version of the uh, U.S. dollar index. It's about 58% of the weighting. The dollar is strong for a lot of reasons, mainly because of tightening U.S. policy. Uh, here in the U.S., we're hiking interest rates, uh, more hawkish tone versus Europe, Japan, Canada, Sweden, Switzerland as a whole. Those are the countries that uh, are in the, the basket of the uh, U.S. dollar index that we follow. The European Central Bank has yet to hike rates. They are still at zero. They plan a small rate hike next week. In addition, I think Russia's invasion of Ukraine has just worsened the outlook for Europe in particular. So the strong dollar is now seen as being a big negative for the commodity markets. And that's something that really hadn't been the case up until recently. You know, during the first three or four months of the year, the, uh, the dollar was able to rally and move higher in tandem with the grain markets. And now you're seeing kind of uh, more of a more normal relationship resume where a strong dollar is bad for commodities. That's what's normal. Uh, what happened the first three or four months of the year was more of an anomaly. So this is a big deal. Now, keep in mind, guys, um, you talk about a strong dollar. This is the dollar versus other global currencies. Uh, the dollar in terms of purchasing power is, is the worst it's ever been. I mean, the dollar loses purchasing power every single year. And this chart on my screen here, this is data straight from the government website, purchasing power of the consumer dollar and U.S. city average. Uh, purchasing power of the dollar falls every year, but the same goes for other paper currencies, essentially. So yeah, we're the best of, of the uh, big currencies out there in terms of the dollar index. But no, that does not mean that your purchasing power is increasing. In fact, your purchasing power in regard to your dollar is the worst that it's ever been, but that's a different deal. So a strong dollar versus other global currencies, of course, makes our exports look a little bit less attractive. Uh, our grains look a little bit less attractive on the export market. It's just a big picture negative for the grain markets. U.S. corn conditions were unchanged in the good to excellent category yesterday. The crop rated 64% good to excellent nationally, unchanged on the week below the 66% average. Uh, states with a good to excellent rating of 50% or below, these are your, your uh, poorer states, Indiana, Kentucky, Tennessee, North Carolina, Texas, and Colorado. Iowa still has the best rating of any major corn growing state. Iowa is 81% good to excellent in corn, which is phenomenal. Uh, the crop is 15% silking nationally versus seven last week, 25 on average. 2% of the corn crop in the dough stage versus zero last week, 3% on average. Soybean conditions declined marginally, 62% good to excellent, down from 63 last week, right on par with the 62% average. Uh, states with a good to excellent rating of 50% or below in regard to soybeans include Indiana, Ohio, Kentucky, Tennessee, and North Carolina. USDA indicated that 32% of the bean crop was blooming versus 16 last week, 38 on average. 6% of the crop setting pods versus three last week and nine on average. 
U.S. winter wheat harvest slightly ahead of schedule. The crop is 63% harvested, up from 54 last week, ahead of the 61% average. You got a whole bunch of states that are 90% done or better. Those states include Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas, Missouri, Arkansas, Illinois, and North Carolina. Spring wheat conditions improved again, 70% good to excellent, up from 66 last week, way ahead of the 54% average. Now, the spring wheat crop, uh, the ratings are very strong, but the crop is way behind. Uh, the crop's only 44% headed versus 20 last week, way behind the 77% average. So maturity in spring wheat is uh, behind. Planting was late, of course, up north. So uh, that should not be a surprise. Export inspections or shipments were generally disappointing last week. I think some traders believe that USDA is overstating old crop exports of corn in particular. They might have to come down today with that number uh, in the report. Maybe soybeans also. Uh, when you look at seasonal export inspections versus last year, uh, corn's down 17%, soybeans down 10%, wheat down 18%. So if you see USDA adjust uh, old crop corn exports lower uh, later this morning, that would not be surprising necessarily. We we do have a report this morning. This is the monthly crop production and WASD report. It will be out at 11 a.m. Central Time. The government will incorporate its June 30th acreage numbers into the new crop balance sheets. You could also see yield adjustments, although the trade does not necessarily expect any major changes there. Uh, any sort of item on the domestic or global balance sheets can be changed in these monthly reports. So be prepared for some volatility around 11 a.m. Central Time, guys. Um, remember, Thursday is last trading day for July grain futures. If you've got some remaining open positions there. Make sure you take a look. Cattle market was higher to sharply higher yesterday. Feeder cattle higher to sharply higher. Uh, really nice day there. No cash trade to speak of. Box beef marginally higher. Uh, U.S. dollar, again, is higher this morning. Uh, it did some fresh uh, multi-decade highs. The U.S. Uh, I'm sorry, the S&P 500 is down 23 points. The Dow Jones down 200. Bonds up a full handle. Gold's down a buck. Crude is down 296 at 98.25. Been under a lot of pressure really since uh, second week of June. Everybody have a great day today. Remember, report at 11. I will talk to you guys same time tomorrow.